This is the Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Now, with today's Caribbean News headlines, here's Keisha Wallace. Welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at some of our Caribbean headlines for today. U.S. Virgin Islands refinery owners fail to pay debt of $5.6 million to Lime Tree Bay terminals and are cut off from services. Mexico to urge lifting Cuba trade embargo at America's summit. Antigua and Barbuda Prime Minister Gaston Brown to attend Ninth Summit of Americas. United Nations Academic Impact welcomes the University of the West Indies to its global network. Jamaica born Sandra Samuels becomes first black mayor of Wolverhampton in the United Kingdom. And Tobago recruitment for cruise lines continues on Thursday. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Wednesday, June 8th. We start a report today in the U.S. Virgin Islands. The Virgin Islands Consortium reports that West India's Petroleum, Port Hamilton Refining and Transportation, and Lime Tree Bay Terminal dispute regarding alleged statements made by Port Hamilton Refining and Transportation Council has elevated to court filings by Lime Tree Bay Terminals seeking to correct the record. Port Hamilton Refining and Transportation and West Indies Petroleum are the new owners of the oil refinery on St. Croix after closing the sale in January. According to the court documents, Lime Tree Bay Terminal said Port Hamilton Refining and Transportation allegedly made comments that Lime Tree Bay Terminals had failed to turn over certain assets in its possessions that were conveyed to the Port Hamilton Refining and Transportation under the sale order. However, Lime Tree Bay Terminal said Port Hamilton and Refining Transportation owes millions of dollars in past due payments and after multiple attempts to be made whole with little success, it cut off Port Hamilton Refining and Transportation from certain shared services. Lime Tree Bay Terminal said that shortly after executing the temporary contract on January 23rd, Port Hamilton Refining and Transportation started falling behind on payments beginning on February 7, particularly for prepayments for electrical generation fuel. Following multiple attempts to receive payments from Port Hamilton Refining and Transportation, the terminal on April 13 notified Port Hamilton Refining and Transportation that it would cease providing non-critical network services. Lime Tree Bay Terminal said it has continued providing critical shared services to Port Hamilton Refining and Transportation in an effort to maintain safe operations, including power. They said that Port Hamilton Refining and Transportation has not, however, paid its outstanding balance for the shared services provided by Lime Tree Bay Terminal, which is currently owed over $5.6 million, which includes $1.15 million for fuel prepayment. Bahamanews.net via Shinoa News reports that Mexico will press for an end to the decades-old U.S. trade embargo against Cuba during the week-long Summit of the Americas being held in Los Angeles, California, says Mexican Foreign Affairs Minister Marcelo Ebrard. Ebrard said lifting the web of sanctions, which Cuba described as a financial, economic, and trade blockade, stands to be the central theme of the summit. We will insist that the blockade is inhumane, ineffective, and has been condemned by all the countries that are going to be at the summit. No country has the right to tell another how 
to govern. The foundation for the new stage in the Americas is mutual respect. It is what we are championing and will champion, he added. Ebrard heads Mexico's delegation to the summit as Mexican President Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador declined to attend after Washington excluded Cuba, Venezuela and Nicaragua from the regional gathering. Antigua and Barbuda Prime Minister Gaston Brown left for Los Angeles, California for the ninth summit of the Americas on Tuesday. Various Western Hemisphere leaders will attend the Americas Summit and will discuss building a sustainable and resilient future along with democracy, technology and pandemic resilience. Prime Minister Brown, who had initially indicated he would not be attending the summit due to the summit organizers' unwillingness to invite the leadership of Cuba and Venezuela, said that CARICOM held a special caucus on the issue and decided that they should attend due to the United States' softening position towards Cuba and Venezuela. He pointed out that the Caribbean needs real, practical solutions to their problems and therefore believes that this is an opportunity for them to advocate on behalf of the Caribbean people for increased collaboration and support from the United States. He noted that he wants to see President Biden, who will be more empathetic, noting that he must make the best of his term and make a positive, impactful decision to change policies on Cuba and Venezuela. Major topics to be discussed include a green future and clean energy, fostering youth participation in politics, economic prosperity, democratic governance, COVID-19 recovery and pandemic resilience, migration and transforming the Western Hemisphere's digital infrastructure. United States President Joe Biden heads to Los Angeles, California today, Wednesday, June 8th, to host the Ninth Summit of the Americas. The leaders of Guatemala, Honduras, Mexico and others amid protests of Washington's exclusion of the governments of Cuba, Nicaragua and Venezuela will not attend. The absence of the six heads of state of government has cast a shadow over what is being billed as a hemisphere-wide summit to address regional challenges. Juan Gonzalez, the U.S. National Security Council senior director for the Western Hemisphere, told reporters Biden will launch an initiative at the summit to strengthen health systems to prepare the region for future pandemics and a new partnership on climate and energy with the Caribbean nations. Biden will also announce more than $300 million in food aid for the region and America's partnership for economic prosperity to promote an equitable recovery from the pandemic, including plans for an ambitious reform of the Inter-America Development Bank, a senior administration official said during the briefing to reporters. According to the report, observers say Biden must make up for insufficient diplomatic groundwork ahead of the gathering by deepening connections with leaders and listening to regional concerns at the summit. Latin America and Caribbean nations are looking for a dialogue, not direction from Washington, said P. Michael McKinley, a former U.S. ambassador to Peru, Colombia, and Brazil, in an article he wrote for the United States Institution of Peace. 
The University of the West Indies continues to receive international recognition for its contributions to social and economic impact, as well as its pursuit of the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. The latest acknowledgement comes from the United Nations Global Network of Students, Academics, Scientists, Researchers, Think Tanks, institutions of higher education and educational partners, the United Nations Academic Impact. The United Nations Academic Impact welcomed the University of the West Indies as a member on April 27th. As a member of the United Nations Academic Impact, the University of the West Indies joins institutions in more than 145 countries that are aligned closely with the United Nations and tap into research, innovation, and scholarships towards the realization of the organization's goals and mandates. In its mission of sharing a culture of intellectual social responsibility, United Nations Academic Impact recognizes commitment to partnership in areas such as global citizenship, peace and conflict resolution, addressing poverty, sustainability, the unlearning of intolerance, commitment to the United Nations Charter, human rights, educational opportunity for all, higher education opportunity for every interested individual and capacity building in higher educational systems. The University of the West Indies coordinator of its partnership with the United Nations Academic Impact Ambassador Jillian Bristol, who serves as director of the university's Latin America Caribbean Center, said, as a member of the United Nations Academic Impact, the University of the West Indies not only joins a network of universities from across the globe, but will have the opportunity to partner with them in research, innovation, and higher education to impact global sustainable development. Also through the platform, the University of the West Indies will be able to showcase its scholarships, engage with UN agencies and diplomatic missions, and stage educational events to advance advance the UN Sustainable Development Goals. The St. Kitts and Nevis Observer reports that for the first time in nearly 200 years, Jamaica-born Sandra Samuels has become the first black person to be appointed mayor of Wolverhampton, United Kingdom. With her new role, she also becomes the 11th woman to be elected mayor of the city, which is home to almost 300,000 people. Samuel said becoming mayor of the city of Wolverhampton will be my life's greatest honor, and I'm proud beyond words that my fellow city councilors are due to make me the first person of African-Caribbean heritage in 200 years to hold this most prestigious role. It is my sincere hope that wearing the memorial ceremonial chains of office of this great city as a proud black lady will inspire others from underrepresented groups to believe in themselves and know that anything is possible, she said. Samuels was born in Jamaica and raised by her grandparents. Her mother and father migrated to the UK from Jamaica in 1959 in search for a better life. At the age of 10, Sandra, along with her siblings, migrated to the UK to join their parents. In 2015, she was awarded the Order of British Empire Medal by the Queen for services to local government and politics. Mayor Samuels said the theme for her year in office will be Dare to Dream.
And finally, Trinidad and Tobago Newsday reports that the recruitment drive for Tobago nationals to work on the cruise line Royal Caribbean International continues. This follows the signing of a memorandum of understanding between the regional vice president, government relations for Royal Caribbean Group Wendy McDonnell and Trinidad and Tobago Tourism Minister Randall Mitchell on May 23rd in Port of Spain. On Thursday, June 9th, the Miami-based cruise line will hold a recruitment fair at the Shaw Park Cultural Complex in Tobago. Interested nationals between 18 and 60 are asked to register and submit an online application. The job categories include hospitality, marine, casino, culinary, housekeeping, beverage, and entertainment. Have news and information you'd like to share with us? Email news releases to news at pulseofthecaribbean.com. And to share information on upcoming events, email events at pulseofthecaribbean.com. This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Wednesday, June 8th. I'm Keisha Wallace. For more Caribbean news stories and information, visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com. If you found value in this podcast, be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And thank you in advance for choosing Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup as your source for Caribbean-centered news. 